Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist, and on today's episode, I'm discussing the wisdom of the seasons. Hello, y'all. I hope you were doing well. In today's episode, I really want you to experiment with some visualizations, some ideas that may help you understand yourself through a very, very different lens. So we all know that there is winter, spring, summer, and fall. Now, I knew this on paper. I knew this as an idea, but growing up in southern Louisiana, I experienced summer on top of summer on top of summer with little whisperings of these other seasons. Now in Colorado, I feel this real seasonal resonance where it moves me through my year, moving through four distinct seasons in a way that my developing self never felt and never experienced. For me, the the body that I have, the person that I am, there's something very balancing about living in a place that has those four seasons, something very natural. It's as if my spirit, my heart, my body ground in moving through seasonally in a way that I craved as a kid but didn't know would be good for me. So this wisdom of the seasons, this idea that I'm presenting to you, there is winter, there is spring, there is summer. And there is fall. What would happen if the earth got stuck in one season? Really think about that for a minute. What would happen to us if we just landed in whatever season we were in and we just stayed there to never shift again? I think many of us would answer that a whole lot of different ways. I know that I felt stuck having three seasons of summer. It felt stagnant to me. It felt boring in some ways. Stuck. It's hard to feel a sense of renewal each day without that shift in the weather, even if it's ever so slight. I remember those days growing up outside of New Orleans 
where all of a sudden we would just get a little reprieve, a little bit of fall, a little bit of cool air, a little bit less humidity. It's never dry there, but drier. And I think everyone that grows up in that kind of heat, when you feel that experience of that kind of shift, it really makes us feel alive. So if we get stuck and stagnant, I don't think we feel very alive. It wears on us. Highly sensitive people, we can get stuck in a season too. Are you stuck in any season? Or are you flowing through your seasons? Sometimes when we're hurt or we've been through a lot of pain or we've, ha- or we've had a lot of loss, sometimes it can feel like an unfair amount of loss, like wave after wave after wave just smacks us before we even have a chance to find our footing and stand up again, catch our breath. We can understand how easy it is to not want to get up again, to just lay down and accept whatever season we're in. Sometimes I see highly sensitive people getting stuck in the spring. Now follow me, consider, and play with me on this idea. Spring is what? What is spring to you? It's a renewal. It's a refresh. It's a blooming season. It's a season where baby animals are born, new beginnings. We're warming up in this season, shaking off the winter. If we expect ourselves to be high achievers, then we can easily, as highly sensitive people, get stuck in the spring. We can get stuck or drawn or even think that it's right to be in spring all the time. This can be a pattern of blooming and blooming and blooming and blooming, expecting to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow grow continuously. Many highly sensitive people lean very workaholic. Many of us are constant achievers finding our worth in performance. Many of us only know how to feel worthwhile or lovable If we are achieving, 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 what would it be like for spring to be eternal? What happens if we get stuck in this blooming performance season? I see many people who lean workaholic, who are bored with it, who crave a change of seasons, but are mired down in the pattern of performance and blooming, and growing. In self-development and healing, this can present as a pressure to constantly, constantly, constantly be devouring self-help, self-development information. This is where a lot of us get stuck in our heads. Many of you who are in your heads will tell me I feel disembodied. I don't know how to make my body feel calm or safe, even if my mind knows it's okay for me to be calm and I want it to be calm and it is safer than it has ever been for me. Is this how you live? Perpetually expecting yourself to bloom and grow and bloom and grow and bloom and grow? What happens if you allow a more seasonal 
relationship with yourself. Summer. What is summer? For me, summer is the time where we enjoy the growth, the blooming of the spring. We really experience the days are longer, the sun rises earlier and sets later. The sun is out for a longer period of time during this season. It's hot, it's active. There's more sun to fuel more activity. We experience, we play in the summer, don't we? But we might even get too hot, overheated. Chris took me to a Renaissance festival here in Colorado. And one of the biggest heat waves we've had since I've lived here, 100 degree days. I passed out. He thought I died for a second. (laughs) I just passed out. And we happened to be sitting next to someone who had some medical training who helped us out and I was fine. We can get overheated, can kind of melt us down. Have you ever been stuck in a season like summer? Hot, maybe overwhelmed by the heat of things? What happens to life if we stay in a season of summer? Do we burn up? Do we get crabby from the heat? Summer for a lot of us may equate to a sense of freedom. If we weren't homeschooled and went to traditional public or private school growing up, all the other seasons might have meant constriction, sitting still, work and schooling. Summer was freedom. Summer was sleeping in. Summer was being less obligated than any other time of the year. What happens if we slip into a mode where we expect life to be summer in this way? I think I would be perpetually disappointed and frustrated. I think that expectation would have me pretty miserable because every season isn't summer. So is this more how you live? Like a perpetual summertime? Or a craving of perpetual summer? What might exploring this season and its wisdom do for you? What might it show you about yourself? Now, fall is a big transition after spring and summer. It's the end, the very end of the blooming season. The leaves are changing color. They wither, they die, and they fall off. This is a very necessary season in the cycles of plant life and vegetation. What about for humans? Can you tap in to what feelings you feel, what thoughts you think as summer ends? What do you feel as summer shifts into fall? We transition out of the seasons that bloom and bear life into a season that cools off, that quiets, that slows down. It's interesting to me that most of us don't associate anything about fall with a sadness. We don't get sad as the plants die and go back to the earth, as the flowers leave, as the colors change. There's a peace that this brings. Ah, yes, this is what's next. I tend to feel a lot of relief as fall brings in the cool air. We're not scared of this kind of death as human beings, huh? We know that it's necessary. What would it mean to us if we allowed this wisdom with our humanity, 
that we have different seasons in life, that some are about blooming, being, experiencing, and some are about death, dying, to set ourselves up for renewal. Fall often feels like a letting go of the past to me. What would happen if we didn't have periods of letting go, of cooling off, of quieting down, of change? Trees that don't drop their leaves. Here in Colorado, they catch too much heavy snow. They snap, they break. I've seen it some fall seasons where the snow comes in way too early. Trees break in the neighborhood, sometimes fall on cars. This letting go that fall allows is self-protective for the trees. It's a moving on of what's next. What happens if a person gets stuck here? What happens if we perpetually are letting go? What seasons are about letting go? And what seasons may be about holding on? Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Maybe some of us are gypsy-spirited, where we let go and we let go and we live untethered and untethered and untethered. That may be our individual spirit, maybe how we live forever. Does that work for you? Does that serve you? What happens if we are in constant letting go and transition in this way? At times in my life, I've had to let go of a lot, a lot of ideas, a lot of beliefs, a lot of expectations, and a lot of people that just didn't mesh with me anymore or I outgrew, or I needed to leave behind because together we were more toxic than beneficial to each other, or we were just inadequate and needed to move on and learn more adequacy. Those times of so much letting go, like the trees with their leaves, wore on me. I started to recognize that I needed to balance all of the letting go with some holding on. Holding on to myself, my inner child, to grow secure within me, to heal an anxious attachment, to come to center, to allow myself to be enough, to be good enough for myself. This wisdom of the seasons idea has helped me move through these varied and different seasons. And just like in real life, just because we call it summer doesn't mean every summer is the same. Just because we call it winter doesn't mean every winter is the same. 
this has been true in my life. What about yours? Winter is quite the season, especially if you're living where winter is serious, like maybe Chicago or Canada, Minnesota, Montana. What is winter to you? What is the season? To me, it's a time for slowing down even more than the fall offered, for hunkering down, for snuggling in, for cozy downtime, for hibernation, just like a bear. To me, it is sort of an anti-growth time, even though I'm a growth practitioner. Some highly sensitive people make it stuck in this season. It's a darker season with less sunshine than any other. You don't have to have some kind of diagnosable seasonal affective disorder to feel these shifts in season, especially when we're highly sensitive. Now in this modern era, we have tools like there are lights that mimic the sunshine so that we as human beings who experience a long sunless winter can supplement our lives with just a little bit more sun as highly sensitive people who are feelers in nature, if we don't value this winter and use it and respect it in a way that is kind to ourselves, it's easy to get stuck in a winter of our lives, in a depression. In a way, I can say that in winter, all of the vegetation is depressed. It's not that it's sad. It's that it's smushed down. It's slowed. It's frozen. It's stopped. All of its growth. It is a pause of life. What happens to us if our pain encourages us to pause our life instead of snuggle down with it? What happens if you create the expectation that you always want winter, that winter is an excuse to pull away from the world? What happens if we expect life to be comfy and cozy and inside constantly? What happens if we get stuck in such a season? What happens to a bear if the bear stays in hibernation? I bet that bear withers away, starves, life passing him by without him properly participating. What happens if we allow any given winter of our emotional life to extend? Now, there's much you might do with this kind of episode when I share in this way. Some of you may wish to pull out a journal And write about what season resonated with you. Or go deeper than I went today in any given season or all of them. Does this give you a different way to look at your life? To look at what's going on right now? We're still in winter. Spring is starting to show itself around the corner. It's coming. That's our physical worldly season. What season are you in now? Is it a new season? Is it a season that is long overdue to change? What might you do to bring on the next season of your life? One of the differences between 
our human selves and trees or flowers or grass or plants is that the trees, the flowers, the plants, the grass are powerless to decide what any of the weather or the seasons on the earth are going to do. They are forced through no fault of their own to live through, to endure, and to ride the changes of the seasons. They are in large part powerless to influence those factors. Big part of why I am absolutely in every way anti-victim mentality is because a victim mentality positions us to be powerless in our own lives. And this is wrong. No matter how we might feel, we are never powerless in our human lives. Some moments of life may take us learning how to lovingly encourage the next season. In my own life, there's been a balance of allowing myself to just sink into a season and then encouraging me to shift it. Sometimes quietly, compassionately, with a lot of encouragement. Sometimes giving myself a swift kick in the ass. Now is the time, no matter how you feel. This is just the next thing that needs doing. And then as that season starts to change, I start to feel, see, and sense the wisdom that's there for me in that changing season. As long as we're alive, we face change after change after change after change. You get to decide what your relationship would be with that change process. You can fight it or you can flow with it. You can resist it or you can allow. I hope there's something in this episode that helps you see yourself in a refreshed, new, or creative way. Sometimes that's the little kick that we need to start to shift into the next season of our lives. Just a new way to see, a new way to consider who we are, where we're going, what we want for ourselves in this one precious life. I hope something in this episode helps you look at yourself and hold yourself with an empowerment, with a connection to the choices that you can make, not just every day, but every moment of every day. When you start to live in regard for yourself in all of the ways, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, a deep respect starts to grow for ourselves and this one precious life. I hope there's something that allows you to absolutely step into a more respecting relationship of your own life and your possibilities. We haven't done a meditation in a while. I'll have one coming relatively soon. For those of you who want the meditations that we have stripped down, we have those available for you on emotionalbadass.com. You can, of course, listen to all the meditations that we have released over the years on the public iTunes feed. Those of you who are in the Patreon, y'all have a couple of meditations that are exclusive there just for you. And in Patreon, you always have a big old giant coupon for our digital downloads of the stripped down meditations. Now, the reason that we offer them also stripped down is because it's something that I often want from meditation teachers that are out there in the world that I like to listen to. So the stripped down meditations are nothing but me and my voice. There's no show intro. There's no outro. There's no explanation. 
it's just rolling right into the meditation. For those of you that are working to really rewire your nervous system and create more of a sense of calm that your body knows how to access and can feel and connect, those of you who are working on being less in your head and more embodied, falling asleep to those meditations is a way that I know a lot of you out there listening who have bought those meditations are using them. So if you're interested in that, come find that at emotionalbadass.com. If you're in our Patreon and you're interested in that, make sure that you find the coupon that is pinned in the special coupon spot for all of you, okay? And you can come join us there at any time, patreon.com backslash emotionalbadass. While you're hanging out at Patreon, check out the last live stream Q&A on love that we just finished up. This month is our one-year marriage anniversary. So those of you who are at our behind-the-scenes tier at Patreon, you get to see the pictures we took on our wedding day. That was just the two of us. We are going from love to money for our March live stream. Some seasons are about saving. Some seasons are about spending. Come ask any of your questions about money. We'll be talking about money mindset, law of attraction, hangups, judgments, anything and everything when it comes to money. Light and love, and I wish you so much peace in whatever season that you're in. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love, and I will see you right here next time with a brand new episode. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.